Hello and welcome to Knitting Shop Live, the podcast recorded live and unscripted by your favorite knitting gals. We're your hosts, Brianna, Kathy, and Natalie. And a huge thanks to our listeners for joining us. So today we are going to be talking about our bad manners hot buttons. So it is time to grab your project or a drink or go on that walk and tune in because we're about to get started. So um, hi guys, happy Monday. Should we start with what's on our needles as we normally do? Yes, definitely. Yeah, so I've been working a lot on my Stornoway throw this week and all weekend, but I'm working on a secret project tonight that I can't talk about until the calendar comes out next Saturday. And this is going to be a crochet class on our new calendar that is a Roots Knitting Academy exclusive. That's what's on my hook. So I I just saw you hold it up, Natalie. So I, I don't, I need to know more about it next week but it looks very very cool thank okay. you very cool. all right am i next yeah and my needles i have a sock and I, I just have to tell you true confessions i last week said i was also working on the sock and i was with the same yarn and the sock that i finished um saturday while i was visiting my friends gusty and Bullis, i i threw it in the trash it just didn't work. It was a color work sock, which for me just didn't work. And I decided I didn't want to knit the second sock. And because it was color work, I didn't want to unravel it. And mm-hmm. I'm only sharing this because, you know, I think every once in a while you need to give yourself permission to go, hmm, there you go. So I threw it in the trash and I'm now making a sock with the same yarn colors for the same person. And I'm so happy with it. Nice. Yeah. Enjoying the project that you're doing is yeah that's what it's all about yeah all right well should we oh oh my gosh I totally forgot about me I am plugging along on this anchor summer shirt I am like one or two rounds away from binding off the bottom and then I'm gonna start a sleeve um our next class is this coming Thursday evening so I would like to have at least one sleeve done by Thursday evening and I think I'm I'm going to get there um, because I really don't have too much right now that I need to work on besides this guy. Um, But that's what I'm working on right now. Um, So now should we jump into our topic? Yes. Yes. So um, this week we are talking about just the things that grind our gears. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But bad manners related things that grind our gears. Um, Natalie, would you like to start? Do you have one off the top of your head? I do. My first one is not saying thank you. I dislike that, especially if you're asking someone for help with something and you're not saying thank you, or you're, I don't know, have a lot of stipulations around what you want out of the ask it's it can be a little dicey I think sometimes favors can be taken too far and then there's no thank you (laughs) yeah I think we're gonna have very common themes here tonight should I go next go ahead (laughs) so my oh this has been my pet peeve for a long time and it continues and I even experienced today and I said to myself Kathy don't say anything I similar to um Thank you. I think we've lost the, you're welcome. 
So mm-hmm. when I'm like, you know, perhaps checking out where somebody has helped me with something, uh, you know, in a store customer service, and I say, thank you. And the, the reply is no problem. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just have to say, and I realize that it's kind of become a thing to say, but I am very old school on that. And I just want to hear you're welcome because mm-hmm. that's what you say after somebody says, thank you, you say, and you are welcome. Because to me, when they say no problem, what I am hearing is that I wasn't a problem for them. And actually I didn't think I was a problem. Yeah, I was thanking them for their service, which I pretty much believe was not a problem since chances are I'm paying this person for the services that they're providing. So I want to bring back, you are welcome. I I wish that too, Kathy. And I I have to say, I'm a really big, I fall into that trap a lot because not a lot of people say you're welcome anymore. And just because of the job that I have, there's a lot of like customer service involved. And it is, it's really hard. I feel like for people of my generation, maybe younger folks too, to say you're welcome. Instead, it's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's not a problem. Or, oh, no worries. Like, I find myself saying those things. Not so much that like the person making the request is a bother or a problem, but like people might, might take you're welcome the wrong way. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten caught in like a, someone says, thank you. And I say, you're welcome. And me saying you're welcome sounds really rude in my head. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. That's right. You are welcome. You are, you know, and I even can take my pleasure. You know, when I think that's a big one too nowadays. You know, when somebody says, thank you, my pleasure. Yeah, that's okay. But we're, I need to bring back the old school. Brianna, please bring it back for me. You are welcome. I bet you you will see people my age go, wow. Because <laughs> the whole, in my mind, no problem. No problem started off kind of back in the Jimmy Buffett days, the hippie days, um, the island days. And that was a big thing. Like you go to the islands and nothing's a problem and oh, no problemo or whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> you are welcome. So bring it back for me. Okay, enough it. about that. You're welcome. Um, okay, so for me, this is like almost a daily occurrence that I experience. And I it makes my blood boil when people are talking on the phone in a public space. And on top of that, when they're on the phone and trying to talk to me at the same time, that is like, the number one thing I cannot stand it Kathy when you um said the topic last week that was the first thing that came to my head because earlier that day last Monday at work somebody came in and started talking to me while they were on the phone I think that is so it's so disrespectful and you're not listening if you're asking me a question and I'm giving you an answer you're not listening to what I'm saying even though you asked me for that information the talking on the phone if you need to take a phone call step away like step out of that public space go into the hallway or outside or wherever you're not 
find somewhere else that's more private to have that conversation if you needed to answer that phone call. Yeah. And, you know, typing into that, I am not the least bit offended in places where they ask you to please put down your phone. No. I mean, we even have pizza shops like that or, or doctor's offices, please put down your phone. Um, you know, we're waiting on you. Sometimes it's just the reminder. So, you know, don't even take offense if somebody says to you, I'm helping you, could you put your phone down? Oh yeah. God, thank you for reminding me. Yes, let me focus on what we're talking about. Yep. Yeah, that right. you get you get what you need out of that interaction. Tomorrow, it's going to be like this whole new day. Please, thank you. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> talking to you, put down your phone. <laughs> yeah, love it. All right. All right, Nat. All right. So my next one is kind of similar, Brianna. Um, I started taking public transportation work and the amount of people that listen to their phone on loud with like tons of people on the train next to them is mind boggling to me. Like if you just didn't bring your headphones, you don't need to watch videos on your phone on the train. Like, like that to me is like, okay, well, I'm not doing this today. I don't have the proper supplies with me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do either talk on speaker on the train so everyone can hear their entire conversation or they play their videos like or like they're on their Instagram and it's just playing out loud or they're listening to their music out loud. Like this isn't your car. <laughs> that's that's like annoying in a couple ways, because think about that. Like I'm hearing your conversation, which I really don't want to be a part of. But then think about the person they're talking to. Does that person know that they're on speakerphone on a train and the train is hearing this conversation? Like, did they say, oh, by the way, I'm on the trains on speakerphone. Like it could be any one of us that is being listened to and not even knowing it. Yeah, absolutely. That is, that's, it's just such a weird thing. I I would never use my phone on speakerphone in such a, public space even like in my own house I don't want to use speakerphone (laughs) yeah I think it's a confidence thing though like sometimes I look at it and I'm like I wish I had that much confidence because (laughs) I would be so nervous that everyone was paying attention to my conversation or looking at me yeah so I don't know all right so mine has to do with transportation also but it's not the trains I did a road trip this weekend And one of the things that I realized my knuckles just grabbed that steering wheel a bit tighter was the, I was in the Pennsylvania turnpike and there's a lot of construction. God bless the people who are out there in this heat, improving our roads, but there's a lot of places where they have the solid white line between the lanes. And if I'm not mistaken, a solid white line means stay in your lane, do not change lanes. Oh my goodness. How many people just change lanes, even though there's a solid white line? Literally everybody that I driving matters are necessary. You, and that's that's like a legality thing. Like if they, if the police cared enough and saw somebody do that, they could pull you over for that. Yeah. And like the first thing went through my mind was, well, maybe that's not a rule anymore. Like I've been driving so long. Maybe that's not a rule anymore, Kathy, but I checked it out and it is still a rule. So solid white lines, please stay in your lane. Thank you very much. And you are welcome. (laughs) For everyone's safety. (laughs) Well, um, my next one, and I don't, I don't know if this is just me because I have a dog who 
cannot be off leash, but I am almost 100% sure in the state of Pennsylvania, most public spaces are on leash only unless otherwise specified so places like dog parks can be off leash but other public spaces are not off leash it it really bothers me when I see a dog off leash especially if I'm out walking my dog because those off leash dogs they come right up to any other person any other dog and not like aside from the legality of that um like if it is a law or not what i don't understand like why do people think be just because their dog is super friendly they can go off leash like if that your dog is friendly going up to something that is maybe not so friendly or afraid of that dog that can be such a scary situation i have been in I've only had Ellie for like three and a half years now. And I've been in multiple situations where a dog that has not been on a leash, whether it's on my street, like in my neighborhood, a dog wandering off their yard or at a public park that is not a dog park, huge dogs and like very friendly puppies coming up to my dog. My dog is afraid of dogs. She does not like other dogs. She doesn't like other people. She barely likes me, okay? Like, it it just, it scares me because she gets defensive and, like, stands her ground and this dog is all up on her. I've had to pick my dog up and, like, physically run from another dog so she didn't bite that dog. Like, And then it would be my fault. Like, it would be my dog's fault that she bit another dog, even though that dog was off leash. That is my number two biggest pet peeve that I have about, like, manners and just following the rules and being polite. That is such a good, good one. One time, this is, like, I still think about this. I get chills. Like, because it could have ended so poorly. I was I had just gotten my new car. I had a backup camera for the first time and I went to go reverse out of a driveway and I didn't see anyone. I checked both ways. I turn on my backup camera. There's a dog right there in my backup camera. If I wasn't driving a car that had a camera, I would never have seen this dog because it's not tall. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh no, this must be a strike. So I got out of my car to go help this dog and maybe see if it had a collar so I could return it to someone. Its owner was just walking around with it off leash. I'm not usually a person to say something, but I did say to them, I was like, listen, I almost, I would have hit your dog if I didn't have a backup camera in my car. It's not safe to walk a dog out in the neighborhood like people could be pulling out of their driveway and I think that's a situation you don't think about all the time but you're passing a lot of driveways when you're walking your dog yeah and that dog doesn't know traffic laws so you know if they you know step off of the sidewalk or pass over a driveway or I mean a lot of people think and I hope this is like a PSA for some folks but a lot of people think, okay, my dog is really well trained. Like they come when I call them. But what about the one time when they don't? Like what yeah. if they get spooked and just take off really fast? What if, um, you know, there's like a squirrel or like something else that comes up to them and they get excited and run off? Like yeah. you, you don't have as much control over your dog as you think you do. Yeah. 
I so agree with you, Brianna, too. I definitely agree with you. That that always makes me nervous. And we don't know. We don't know what goes through their minds. As much as we think we know our pets, we just don't know what the trigger will be. And it will be upsetting for everybody. The other person, the owner, the owner, the dog itself, or the other dog, or anybody. Yeah, it's my, that just put a picture to my mind, too. When I see that where a dog is off leash and the owner has the leash around their neck like like at least hold the leash in your hand like I think you might be able to reach the dog and put it back on to help the situation but then the owner is standing there you know like oh yeah I've got the leash around my neck just hanging out you're like oh please having a good old time yeah (laughs) yeah so that's my thing (laughs) all right good Uh, yeah crazy one um my next one is when people don't put their carts away at the grocery store, like they just leave it in the middle of a parking spot or like bump it up against like a, a light post because it, that scares me that some it's going to hit someone's car, first of all, if it rolls away. And second of all, I just feel so bad for the people who have to go collect the carts and walk all the way around the parking lot um, to find them all. So I that just drives me crazy. It's a pet peeve. <laughs> I really I agree with that. I actually, quick story. I was in New York visiting a friend and apparently it is the culture in the area where I was in New York that you just pop the front wheels of the cart up onto the light post or like onto one of those islands where they put mulch and plants or things like that. You just put the front wheels up on that and leave it there. But there are cart carousels, but nobody uses the carousels it it's the it was the weirdest thing I felt so bad I had to like go around to the carts that were like nearby and collect them because I was like this this isn't right I mean I was young and I had never seen that before so I was just like I need to fix this but doesn't um, that always feel like a good deed too when you're the one who goes I'm gonna put a few carts back I just because again the, the people I mean there there are people who do the job but their job is to collect it from the cart carousel not the entire parking lot and and the danger and all that kind of stuff too um yeah so I was talking to a friend today and she was sitting in a parking lot talking to me um so she could talk on the phone and she was in a grocery store and she said I just saw the coolest thing she saw a, a person driving their car drive by put their window down and give a tip to the person who was collecting the carts and in this heat that we're having right now yeah. Which is so nice to be appreciated because that that is not an easy job, especially when people aren't putting them where they're supposed to be. Yeah. That's really nice. I know. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. That's, really, that's that's so nice. Letting a person know that they're really appreciated for what they do. Okay, so this bothers me, but this was not my original one. This is actually I read this somewhere and it triggered this thought of this topic. Because how about this one? When you go to a convenience store that also has gas pumps or a food store that has gas pumps, but really a convenience store that has gas pumps and you are going to be getting gas and you're going to be getting lunch in the convenience store. So you pull up to the gas pump, you park your car there because you're going to get gas. You go into the store, order your sandwich, shop around the store, your car's where the gas pump is literally parking your par- your car at the gas pump or vice versa, 
I pump the gas. I just leave it there because I do need to go in the store and get something. So I think that is not really nice. I think, you know, it's better to get the gas. It's not fun to do, but move your car and then go into the store. Don't tie up a gas pump while you're shopping in the store. As, as a former Wawa employee, I yes. can attest to how prevalent that problem is especially in if you're in a busy place like it's one thing if it's four in the morning and no one else is there but like if it's this minute that everyone else is in the gas station and there's lines at the pumps move your car (laughs) yeah move your car (laughs) exactly so all right well I've been experiencing oh wait it is me right yeah okay I have been experiencing this more and more frequently just on one street near my house and it is traffic related I apologize but it's like bad manners and law-breaking traffic stuff people don't stop at stop signs and they run red lights I have never and I don't know if this is a new thing that I'm noticing or if this is just like a new thing for everybody I literally have to sit at the first intersection when I leave my house in the morning but on my way to work my light is green I have to wait five seconds for all of the people to run their red light so I can go and it's an intersection where you can't really like creep up and see if anybody's coming so I'm just like playing god at that point but it happened to me one time where my light turned green and i started to go and somebody whizzed past me on a red and like my light was blatantly green for a a while and now i have to wait longer and longer for people to run the red light so i can go it's crazy um and same thing with the stop signs all the way up the street i don't know if there's like too many stop signs for people to stop at but like it says stop and you need to stop because there's pedestrians it's in a school zone like (laughs) there's kids there's other cars it's really scary that is stop well you know I feel like that's become so common now that people have given it you know you roll through stop signs I'm like what do you mean you roll through stop signs that you stop at a stop sign plus it's good for you as the driver to stop at the stop sign take a breath and proceed don't roll through the stop sign. yeah no. and like I've seen more and more not even the slow down and roll through just straight keep going through it like like they're the only person in the world it's it's scary dangerous yep very very um I'm running out of them, guys, but I do have one more. My next one is not tipping your waitress. I can't, I can't do that. I think, you know, tiered approach to tipping. If you're really unhappy with the service, set a minimum threshold for what you would tip. Like for me, I usually will go 15% if it like, if I've been sitting there for hours and it took forever, but typically I sit in like the 20% range. And if I have a really great experience, I go higher. So I think it's really hard for me to see employees who make all of their money on tips not getting tipped because someone doesn't agree with 
service, especially when a lot of times it's uncontrollable. It could be because they're down people and it's busy. Like there's a lot of external factors that could be impacting it. And it grinds my gears when I'm with someone who doesn't want to tip a waitress because they didn't agree with the and then you're you're as a group, you have to kind of collectively make a decision and it's it's very stressful. Tip your waitresses. They work hard. <laughs> Dude, they deserve a tip. Tip them in cash yeah. too. Cash is always nice. So Natalie, literally, we had this conversation last weekend when I was away with my knitting friends. We had this conversation and I forget how it originated. Oh, I know how it originated. Um, my friend had gone out for a very nice dinner the night before with family to celebrate an occasion. And the bill came and they were informed that we went ahead and put the gratuity in there. Now it wasn't a big party. I think it was a party of six, but it was explained to them and they certainly were not offended. They were fine with that. Um, it, the only downside was, is the person had said they, the, the, the tip that they put into the bill that was presented to them was 15% and they typically tip more too. Um, and so their concern there was, how many people get that and just go, oh, it's 15%. That's good enough. When in fact, you normally would tip more. So they did put more, but it was explained. And the reason for this policy now was how many people are not tipping and not even based on service, just just not tipping for table service, you know, for true table service. Yes. So yeah, yeah. that's wild. I your wait staff. Yeah, definitely tip your wait staff, tip your servers. If you go to a place often or like on a weekly basis, like John and I go to the same diner every Sunday for breakfast, they all know us there. If you go to somewhere like that, you better be tipping those people well so they know you and they like you too. Um, because you're just going to get better and better service. We we have this one server the most frequently, and she is the nicest woman. We we tip her. Le- I mean, it's just breakfast, so, like, we're not spending a lot of money. We tip her the bill a lot of times just because it's, like, the, it's not really that much money to begin with. So 20% would be, like, $2. So we just give it back to her, and she's always super nice. She is so fast. She knows our names. She knows our whole life story. Like, she comes and talks to us, even if she's not our server that day. That is the kind of service that we want to have. So tip your servers. Make them happy. <laughs> tip them. Tip them. I know. It's enjoyable to build that, like, the places that you go every week, and you you, you, you're happy to be so generous and, and build that relationship. Like they know what you like and they bring your coffee when you want it. So, and that was kind of the conversation too. And Natalie, you mentioned this is, and I actually like this. I like them to put the tip in and then just know that you want to check it. And do you want to add more to it when you're with a group? Because it can be awkward sometimes working that part of it out and everybody agreeing. Cause I think many people tip based on different criteria yeah but it really is a part of their income structure so yeah if you're not happy with your service like you said set the minimum make it something and then let the owner know or something that you know give them some information so they can improve it or whatever but you really want to tip you really want to tip yeah. Or don't go back that would be my other one when you said it, go every, you know, the weekly place if you're not leaving a tip you better not go back there <laughs> 
<sighs> How many I'm restaurants running. can you go? I'm not going back there. Okay, so I'm running out too. And this one is actually, we had asked for our knitters, who our listeners to send us their pet peeves. And we did hear from one. And um, it was the whole simple etiquette of please and thank you. Mm-hmm. It's just not something we do anymore. It's there's no please in many cases and there's no thank you. And I don't know. I just think it's feels so much better when you're asking somebody to say, could you please, or would you please? And then when they, you know, take care of what you have asked them to say, thank you. It's gracious. Yeah. So please. And thank you. All right. I, got any left, Brianna? I, I do have one more and it, it definitely goes off of all of those like polite courtesies and conversation when you start a conversation with somebody or you are looking to like request something from somebody before you request that or demand whatever you're demanding like say something nice first like hey how's it going it doesn't have to be deep but like how's your day today good cool can I ask you a favor (laughs) like don't just come out hot out of the gate with like I need this or you need to do this for me or even just like can you do this for me like especially if it's over the phone or like if you're coming into somewhere and that's like the first thing that is going to be out of your mouth ask somebody how they're doing first it's it's not hard and like I said not many people everyone knows I think for the most part that when someone asks how's it going or how are you you don't get deep into how you actually are you just say like good as a like oh thanks for asking like I I appreciate you acknowledging that I'm a human being before you request something of me the human being the respect and all that too and you know, typically you're always going to get the, Hey, I'm fine. Or that reply. But again, you've, I feel like a human being that you asked me this question and I feel good, but it could also be, I, you know, not to get into the deep part of it or the, just not that great today. Yeah. And it might be an opportunity to go, well, you know what? I'm bringing a problem in. Is there anybody else who might want to help me? Not you. No. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, yeah absolutely though. Like that's you out too. So, but treat us, treat that person as a human because they're there to help you. That's what it's all about. All right. All right. I think um I think we've all exhausted our list. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> we have so many hot buttons. So she- it's basic etiquette tips, yeah. um, proper tipping, and uh don't run red lights or roll through stop signs or there's there. Don't cross that solid white line. <laughs> no, don't cross it. And put your dog on a leash, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, now that we've kind of wrapped up our topic, um, do do any of you guys have a favorite something to shout out this week? I do. Um, My favorite something is the focus playlist on Spotify. I get so much done with with a focus playlist on Spotify. My favorite is lo-fi beats, but if I need to really get into something, I listen to deep focus or pink noise. Pink noise is a different type of white noise that you play, and it's supposed to help quiet your brain if you really need to concentrate. So things to consider. <laughs> it really does work. Yeah. I Like when I know I need to get into something and I can't process any like words, I put on like one of these focus playlists and like it's... 
actually kind of hypnotic. I feel like because it's one of those things when I turn it on, I'll like resurface three hours later and I've gotten so much done and I'm like, whoa, I could never have done that without this playlist. I would get so distracted. So especially like I'm in back in an office setting. I'm not used to being in an office setting. So I feel like I need some more focus tools because I get distracted because I'm not used to all the noises and like the, you know, constant back and forth of people walking. So that's um been my favorite thing this week. Nice. Gotta check that out. That's pretty cool. They're great. Very cool. Focus playlist. All right. So for me, it's so simple, but I used it this weekend. I have to tell you, my favorite thing this week is my easy pass. I never had an easy pass and I feel so grown up on the road now. <laughs> an easy pass. I mean, you know that most of the world has an easy pass and I've had it for a long time, but it's the first time I got an easy pass. And I just felt so grown up and responsible on the road with my easy pass. I love it. I put, I put off getting one for a really, really long time. Cause I love like just saying hi, like, I, I don't know, breaking up a long drive. I'll say hi to the person taking the cash, but now they don't even really do that anymore at a lot of places. So I ended up getting one cause I was back and forth so much and it really does shave off a lot of time, but. Time and real fast, here's a fact. So um, I drove from here, which is the Philadelphia area to the Pittsburgh area. So I went a good long distance on the turnpike. If you drive the Pennsylvania Turnpike one direction, one direction, um, without easy, uh, without your easy pass, the toll is $78 one way. With easy pass, it is $38. Wow. So that is the amount of discount that the Pennsylvania Turnpike does. Now, not all road tolls discount at all, but Pennsylvania Turnpike is a big deal. So I was like, my goodness gracious, $78 one way if you don't have easy pass. It's crazy. That is wild. Yeah. Well, good thing you have that easy pass now. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I'll grind it up. <laughs> awesome. I love those. So my my favorite something this week was a birthday gift from Kathy and Ed. Actually, it's my Dash Rabbit egg cooker. It literally saved my life last week while we didn't have a real kitchen um before we put the cabinets in we i made breakfast sandwiches from those eggs in that thing we had um hard-boiled eggs for lunch one day that thing has been a godsend it's so easy i love it <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome how about peeling those eggs perfect well I didn't get to peel them, but John said they were the easiest things to peel because that is his biggest pet peeve. He loves like egg salad and hard-boiled eggs, but yeah. the peeling process is awful. Like you rip half the egg. Yeah. Apparently they were perfect. He went yeah. on and on about it. I have not had a faulty one yet. So I love to hear it. I'm glad oh, you like you. that. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, ladies. And what about um dinner? What's for dinner tonight? I made meatballs and we had pasta. That's me. Really good. That sounds delicious. So it is so stinking hot here. I, and I just got home. So I went and got the chicken salad at Trio's. Chicken salad and coleslaw with crackers and a side of grapes. It was really good. That yeah. sounds really good. Yeah. Amazing. So hot. Awesome. And Nat, I actually had a similar dinner. We made like mini veggie chicken parms with spaghetti on the side. Good. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. So what, what did you use? Like eggplant for the. So we actually, um, the giant 
their store brand has veggie chicken patties and they they're they're plant-based they taste just like the chicken patties we used to eat at school i don't know how they did it they taste exactly like them they are like a quarter of the cost of like garden brand chicken um so if anybody is plant-based and goes to giant it's their nature's promise line of plant-based chicken patties they're delicious and it's like 40 bucks for a bag of them that's not bad I have to try these because I've been searching for that chicken patty from school for so long and the chicken patties that they have just aren't the same no they aren't yeah, this is just like it. And you, we just threw some like mozzarella on top and popped it in the air fryer, made spaghetti. It was perfect. Sounds amazing. There you go. All right. Any uh, news and updates before we go, guys? Yes, there is. We have a very exciting weekend coming up for Roots. Um, and we are releasing our new calendar of classes um, next Saturday, which is the 29th. Um, so if you are around, please tune in. You can catch us on Facebook or Instagram live. We're going to be going over all of the classes on the calendar, giving an explanation behind each of them and helping you make some decisions and choices. Um, we also have a lot of fun yarn on its way, some new stuff that we would love to share with you as well. Um, and we're doing a bunch of giveaways for free totes and things like that. So make sure you're tuning in. I think you get a chance for every class you enroll in. So, um, just keep that in mind as the day goes on you'll want to be in that raffle (laughs) absolutely so exciting the countdown is on it's like time all right and our other news then is our next podcast so we'll shoot for next week it's going to be podcast number 163 and i'm in this mood of favorite things so it's going to be favorite knitting things so it's going to be favorite project favorite place to knit favorite person to knit with and it can only be one so all the favorite things favorite yarn i just jotted that down so it's going to be all about knitting and our individual favorite things on different categories all right okay well we wonder are you listening please add a review to wherever you listen to ksl and please share us on facebook and instagram to let us know that you are listening and we are making a difference um and we'd of course love to hear from you and we invite you to join us as a guest on a future podcast there's never any work involved in your end it's just a real fun hang chat with us um so please email kathy or natalie and myself our emails are in the show notes if you would like to be part of one of our episodes um so hopefully you finished your drink by now or that walk or maybe that project or the row of the project at least um because it's time for us to bind off thank you for listening